Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of four of the Griner Twitter thread breakdown talking about the biggest lessons learned for new podcasters and my analysis of the tweet thread. So we are going to jump in with number seven of the 22 tweet thread. Enjoy. Number seven, don't try to be someone else. Don't try to do what others are doing. Be yourself and let your show become its own thing. Sure, take advice when it's helpful, but don't believe anyone on there who says there are rules to good podcasting. Now, the way that I interpreted this one when I first read it was when you say don't try to be someone else, that's being authentic. And we've talked about this on PodLogic before. If you are spending so much time cultivating this persona, your podcast voice, I guess, or whatever you would call it, it's an act. It's not going to last. People are going to see right through it. And it's not being authentic. And your listeners don't want to be pandered to. They want to listen to you because you are you. David's got a 7B for this one. So side note, my favorite podcasts as a listener are two plus hours long per episode. So take all that 20 minutes max or it's a wasted effort talk with a grain of salt. Yes, this is absolutely true. Everyone as a listener is very different. I have people that come to me and say, look, I can't stand anything that's longer than 15 or 20 minutes. So that's what I want my podcast to be like. Hey, that's all fine and dandy. It's your podcast. You need to use the amount of time that you feel is critical to get your message across. And whether that's 15 minutes or whether that's three and a half hours, you need to stick with that and you need to understand what your listeners enjoy If they're not listening through to the entire episode, maybe you go back and you tweak the amount of time you're spending on each episode. But if your podcast takes two hours to get through, there are people out there like David, like myself, and I've mentioned this before, who are more than willing and absolutely enjoy sitting through a two and a half hour podcast because you learn so much in that two hours. Number eight, does hardware matter? Yes, but only to an extent. Use a good condenser mic. I've been on the same Blue Yeti since episode one and ask for advice from others who've used it. For example, keeping that gain turned way down. Now, this is one of the tweets in the thread that I disagree with. I would recommend that if you are a new podcaster, I would highly, highly recommend, and you know what mic I'm about to put up, the Samsung Q2U or that ATR2100. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I think that a dynamic mic is absolutely the route to go because you don't need any phantom power, which for those of you that are not so techie, phantom power uh, is required for a condenser mic because it doesn't pick up your voice as well as a dynamic microphone that doesn't require phantom power. So basically, you need an extra power boost to pick up your voice rather than a dynamic microphone. I would also recommend steering people away from the Blue Yeti. That's just my personal preference. I know I've promoted it before on the YouTube channel, uh, talking about three podcast mics for your budget. It's a good starting microphone, but if you really want that crisp broadcast sound, in my opinion only, uh, I'm sure David and I can disagree here for sure, is you got to get a dynamic microphone and that's the one I would point people to. But if David obviously has is super successful with his podcast and if he's using a Blue Yeti, take that with, you know, take that as it is. Number nine, wear decent headphones when you record and listen to playback, but don't obsess over the minor background noises or the occasional dog bark or the door slam. It's part of the charm. Yeah, David's definitely right on this one. Uh, you want to be able to hear how you sound in real time with your podcast. And so getting a great pair of over-the-ear studio headphones, I think, is a must. Don't use AirPods because it'll catch that feedback within the microphone. You want to use closed-back headphones, which mean they cover your entire ear. They don't just sit in the ear like an earbud. 
As for obsessing over the minor background noises, unless you're a professional podcast producer like myself, those things don't necessarily matter. But if you are really looking for a really high quality production and a really high quality sound, I would definitely recommend not skipping over those things just because if they're easy to take out, you might as well take them out because people are going to notice it. And I get, yeah, it is part of the charm of the podcast. And maybe that's what people like about it because it is so raw. I personally enjoy something that sounds like every host is sitting in a totally sound boothed, like padded head to toe studio. That's the my personal preference. And that's what I try to put into all of the projects that I work on. But again, like David said, we're all different podcasters. Everyone has different preferences. So if that's something that you feel adds to the charm of your show, absolutely, you know, don't worry about it. Number 10. Now we get to the rules that at Zanger taught me after I had a traumatic experience or two. ATF and AHAB, which stands for always test first and always have a backup. Run test audio and play it back before recording. Same for guests. Have extra cables handy, et cetera. Yeah, this is absolutely huge because if you're a podcast producer, you host a show, you're going to run into recording mistakes. Things are going to happen. It's unavoidable. But the key is to minimize the risk as much as possible. So always testing the audio. How does it sound for a few seconds? Just a quick test. One, two, three. One of those. Right before you record, test your guest microphone. Make sure that everyone's okay. Tune up their headphones if they need it or if your inputs are all correct on whatever DAW you're recording into or your recorder. And then always keeping extra stuff on hand. I always keep an extra few mics in the studio just in case something uh, starts to make a weird beep. I've, I remember a time when we were recording with four people and one of the person, one of the guests' mics was making this really distorted sound whenever he would speak into it. And so just on the fly, I had to switch out his mic really quickly. It, you know, I said, hey guys, we gotta take a quick break pause the show, pause the conversation. It sucked in the moment, but it made the audio afterward so much better because I know that the listener is going to enjoy that a lot more. And I would much rather stop a great conversation and get great audio quality than just let them ride it out because this podcast is going to live on whatever platform forever. And it's much better to have that great audio quality first rather than worrying about breaking up a great conversation. So as for the cables, absolutely. And I just talked about this on last week's newsletter was, or a couple weeks ago, depending on when this episode comes out, but having extra XLR cables handy, extra SD cards, if you're using a Zoom H6, it's all really critical, extra batteries. Make sure that you have at least one backup for all of your stuff because you never know what's gonna happen. And it could be a guest that you never get to talk to again. And if something goes wrong during the initial recording, then you're just, you're shit out of luck. Number 11, if you're not a good audio editor, find a good audio editor. Ask for recommendations. If you can't afford that, doesn't hurt to learn to become one. Absolutely. Learning to become an audio editor at a very basic level does not take very much time, but it does take uh, a lot of attention. It's very meticulous and it, it is a skill that you genuinely need to learn if you want to become really, really good at it. If you just want to learn the basics of just cut and drag, uh, throw on an EQ or a compressor or something like that, that's totally fine too. But if you are not interested in learning how to edit your own audio or produce your own podcast, absolutely search out there. You have people like myself. There's people like Catherine O'Brien or John Gay at JAG and Detroit Podcasts. Matt Cundill uh, out of Canada is a great option as well. Those are some of the some of the podcasters that I know pretty well and I know that do a great job. 
or you can just search on these freelancing sites like Fiverr or Upwork. But again, we've talked about this when you're outsourcing your audio. That's another ep- great episode of PodLogic. But just to, to condense that into one or two sentences, you got to vet these people. You got to figure out, are they actually as good as they are promoting themselves to be? Ask for a portfolio of work. Uh, offer them some test audio, see what they can do with it, if it's going to be conducive with the sound that you're looking for, and just really test to see if they are at the skill level that they say they are, because you are going to be spending money on this. Thanks so much for tuning in to part two of four of this Twitter thread breakdown. I hope you're enjoying it so far. So you don't miss out on the other two, as well as future PodLogic episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as sign up for our newsletter. Check all that out at www.straightuppodcast.com because as always, all good things come from Straight Up Podcasts.